って言ったな END 君ってクソだな END アホって言ったな END Don't look over here バカにふりして END 気持ってこうして END うざの下打ち END Don't look over here ねえ I don't need anymore もう終わってほしい I don't Kia Wellington and welcome back to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. I'm Perrine and I'm here with Katie and in the second half of the show today we are talking to Kanikani, Dancing in the Dark. So we have Sophia, Thomas and Lauren along to tell us about what they Get up to in the dark. <laughs> um, welcome along. Kia ora, Perrine. Kia ora. So thank you for coming along. And I'm not sure if you guys have a designated person to start off the spiel about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm the oldest old timer. So yeah, I could probably true. leap in. All right. Yeah. What is Kani Kani Kani, Dancing Kani in the Kani Dark? Kani Dancing in the Dark is a, is a, it's a monthly um, get together where a playlist is put on in a darkened room um, and and blasts out for a solid hour, sometimes more like an hour and a quarter, Mm. so that people can really um, let rip and have a really great dance on a weeknight without having to stay out late, uh, be visible, uh, have to drink anything, Mm. um, and just like really get there. Oh, yeah, got to (laughs) hydrate. Always got to hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of, it comes from, it, it originally comes from, a model that um, I think originated in Melbourne, which was called No Lights, No Lycra, which is a spread around the world. It's a bit of a fad mm. thing. Mm. And um, and it was in Wellington for a while, and it gradually evolved into its own version, a Wellington version. Yeah. Yeah, a <laughs> unique Wellington version. <laughs> How long have you been on the scene, Thomas? 
Uh, I went to the very, very first one. Um, Which is back at like oh, 10 plus something. years ago. Gosh. 2014, it? was it? Really? Quite possibly, yes. Oh, that's right. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Lauren's our resident, uh, as, as the bookkeeper. She knows all the facts. Um, yeah, I, um, and that was in Dompolsky, the, the earliest ones, down in Newtown, right, down the back of Newtown, with a, like, I think, like a very early sort of um, small boomboxy type, um, you know, the Bluetooth speakers hadn't even started coming out yet. So there was some terrible little device that wasn't nearly loud enough. Mm. Sort of six people in a dark room somewhere. Yeah. Around. <laughs> That's and, really cute to know the history. I didn't mm, know that. I kind of came into it when it was at um, St Anne's Hall, I think it was, yeah. in Newtown, just down the road from me. And so that was the easy way to go. And I think I often saw... I mean, I guess you're not meant to say you see people, but like yeah. you can kind of see like the figures of people and you see regular people when the lights kind of spring on you at the end and everyone groans <laughs> because they're so immersed in the darkness. And so I saw Thomas fairly regularly yeah. there. So, yeah. Yep. yeah. Can you spot, Sophia, can you spot people in the dark by their dancing style more than their actual physical um, appearance? I don't know if I could do that now I think sometimes it's probably like if you're there with your friends sometimes I think you can figure out like who's who sometimes if people get a little bit close and give you a whack you know you can um <laughs> figure out people are around you but no I think in general we in all the, the different places I've seen it, it's always been pretty dark and that's really good to let, let I guess let people just do the thing they want to do yeah yeah, so in the in the lightest spaces you can you can make mm. out you can make out some people and that's not ideal um, but also mm. the, the style of dancing that you get into, I think, in that <laughs> environment of total darkness, it becomes an introspective form of dance mm. and you sort of don't look to feed off people. You might get some energy from a person if they're quite high energy dancer. You might just get, receive a little bit of that energy in the darkness, but you, mm. you're not looking to sort of see what they're yeah. up to. I quite often way. end up just closing my eyes anyway. Yeah. Because um, you just, like, if you can't see anything, there's no point to have your eyes open. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I worry that, like, no one likes the song I've picked and I, I do the scan around the room to be like, is anyone dancing? I'm like, well, I can't even tell, can't so tell. I'm just going to enjoy yeah. it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Lauren? How did you get into this? Um, well, actually, in 2014, <laughs> I was based up in Auckland and I went to the Auckland one up there, which is really big. Um, and eventually when I came back down to Wellington, I stumbled across Sophia, who was organising it at Vogelmorn. Mm. Um, and yeah, and then I kind of helped out for a bit. Got coerced into running it for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what are your roles within the the event or the... <laughs> Good question. It's pretty ad hoc, to I be honest. Lauren does most of the work. Yeah. What is yeah. the work? What does it involve? Picking great songs? Yeah, so making a playlist for each month, uh, I guess the kind of more mundane stuff of organising the hall, but then also, and, and the PA system, but then also putting it out on, on social media and like, you know, reminding your friends it's going on and um, kind of being there and welcoming people and getting some koha and yeah, the the best bit is like the turning off the lights and pressing play really yeah yeah <laughs> yep. is there anything else we need to do not really it's kind of it really setting out yeah. the pa system which yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. the hardest part <laughs> have you ever had any 
sagas. Yeah, <laughs> come on, the drama. <laughs> Most months yeah. it yeah. seems yeah, to yeah. be some kind of technical saga. Yeah. I think I sometimes mm. fall into the role of house technician. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the current um, venue, the Vogelmorn Hall, is is a local, my local. It's like just down the road from my house. And um, <clears throat> it's a community space. You know, it um, receives council funding to be um, coordinated, the hall itself, because it's a council-owned hall, but it's um, it's run as part of a kind of precinct of community activity, and it can get pretty loose. And cables hmm. can be in a box one in a room uh, one week and then have disappeared, you know, to another room in the building the next mm. week. So um, I have a slight advantage in that I am around quite a lot of the time and sort of see what what's moved around or I've been through the ringer a few times mm. looking for such cables so I kind of get used to it but mm. none of us are um, super savvy te- nope. sound technicians <laughs> so there's always yeah. a bit of panic yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. adrenaline yeah. yeah but it has to be a proper PA I think mm. that was something that was discovered early on is that a small uh, playback device just uh, will, will never cut the mustard for for that for that level of physical yeah. activity, you really need something with a bit of guts. You need to feel the music a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of inherited the PA. So Charlotte, who was running it for, I don't know how many years in mm. Newtown, moved to Auckland and kind of handed the reins over. And she had used all the, the koha um, to set up the good PA system and add bits to it, which was really essential. And then um, that kind of has shifted over to, to Vogelmorn, which is really great. So it gets community use as well as funny funny use as well um, but they've actually invested in a, an amazing mega new system up there which is just like the the floor like rattles <laughs> with the bass it's really good huge. it's huge it's, it's, a, awesome. it's um, massive big tubs tubs mm. audio custom built pa and built system it's yeah it's crazy. like taller than me yeah and there's like one on each side of the stage it's like and wow. all you have to do yeah. is plug in the phone yeah it's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Can we, because obviously the music is a very important part of that, and I asked you all to um, submit a song for our listeners mm. to um, to check out as part of this show. So the first song we played was Sophia's Pick, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, and so I picked that song. So that is End by Chai. Yeah. And so I think there's like two things that I really enjoy about Honey Honey. One is that, that that joy that you can see on people's faces at the end of having, you know, let loose and danced and been wild and, you know, all the things they needed to be in the dark for that evening. But the second part is that I've loved creating playlists because it's really forced me to listen to music that I wouldn't normally listen to, go exploring on all sorts of, you know, playlists and down rabbit warrens and listen to all sorts of different music shows and that's where this song came up. It was something I think I would never have listened to, probably wouldn't be in my repertoire or what my friends listen to. And so it's been a real great joy to to be forced to explore and find new stuff and try and put together a playlist that can suit lots of different needs, really. Yeah, lots of different tastes and lots of different rhythms and hips and legs and how other people <laughs> want to move, right? <laughs> um. um. Shall we move on to our next song then? Mm. Lauren, you picked Frank Moody, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about this song, Dream in Colour? Um, well, actually, it's quite a similar story to Sophia's. When I was making the playlist a couple of years ago, my Spotify changed quite a lot. All of the songs that Spotify was um, feeding me was were uh, much more dancey than what I usually l- listen to. <laughs> and so I came across Frank Moody, and I love all of their music. Yeah. All right, shall we have a have, give it a whirl? It's the young. 
that was once we got the sound going in the studio, it was nice to do some cheer <laughs> dancing too. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so can we move on to... You guys have kind of hinted on it, but I'd like to ask specifically how you feel differently dancing in mm. a dark room full of people versus at home or out in public with lights or mm. wherever else you might dance. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Lauren. Well, um, it usually takes a few songs to get into it, I reckon, but eventually, I guess, lose that worry of what other people think. Um, and you can kind of just move, and as the hour goes by, you start to feel the music a lot more. Mm. Um, and so by the end, you're super relaxed and probably moving in a way you didn't expect. Is it kind of like, you know that thing with meditation, how at the start you're so focused on trying to do the thing, and then as you settle in a bit, you're kind of like, okay, now I've forgotten about that and I'm kind of here? Yeah. Maybe. I find I definitely move in and out of my, in and out of this mental, the mental dancing uh, you know, and into a more bodily dancing. Like I'm a real dance fiend, so I'm I'm not I'm not worried about people seeing me. Um, so I, I don't need the darkness to 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 want to rip into it and get straight on the dance floor. But um, but it is a different journey. It's a much different journey in the dark, and I've come to really love the difference. Which for me is definitely it's like it is like meditation. I move through phases where I definitely feel that thing of it's, it's a, there's a slow build up of of unlocking all the sort of bits of the body and then I, I kind of consciously I kind of go through bits of consciously kind of trying to figure out a way to dance to this particular style of music or find a find a, a new way of moving my body to it and then my mind stops trying to control it and you just sort of suddenly you're away on a on a, on a ride sometimes that lasts over a, a couple of songs or and then you come back to your mind and you sort of have to find a way in again or I love it I love the mm. journey mm. I, I think, Perrine, as you've seen me on many dance floors, you would know that I don't need the lights off to dance like a maniac. Um, but there's something really nice about the not having to make eye contact. We don't have to make eye contact, but you're, you really just get to be in your own zone. Mm. Um, and I also really enjoy when like, you can hear just people like being really excited by a song and like singing along and like you know yelling or applauding or that enjoyment that has nothing to do with pleasing anyone else. It is really just that that kind of their own joy and that I think that feeds into my joy of the experience as well which is really nice mm. yeah can I ask about um injuries or other dramatic <laughs> events that happen in the dark <laughs> because sometimes like when I've been to Kani Kani mm. I've you know been very aware that my limbs could hit someone in the mm. face quite mm. easily it never seems to happen but mm. what goes on there We've not had any injuries um, mm. of significant note. Um, so you, you get the odd bump and do, or mm. the odd kind of accidental, kind of like right. suddenly realizing <laughs> you're right next to someone. Mm. You know, where you haven't actually touched, but you just suddenly go, "Oh my goodness, there's someone yeah. right mm. next to me." Um, it quite often happens at the start, though, and then I think people get a sense of either the area that they're in, or um, you kind of get a you tap into some different sense where you can kind of feel people as opposed to see them. Yeah. Because yeah. I think at the, at the start, everyone seems to kind of crowd at the back, almost like that. It's like a show they're worried they're going to be pulled to the front <laughs> for. And we try and encourage people to spread out. And then I think 
like you're saying at the start, some people do it and then they just kind of, it all just kind of morphs and people spread out eventually and yeah. take up the space, right? Yeah. Part of the spiel at the top is, is generally to sort of encourage people to just take a spot mm. ready for the lights to go out and then you, you know you've got a kind of a little area around you that you've already seen it and... You know, we also encourage mm. people not to crawl around, mm. you know, do any, like, floor moves. Any moves that, you know, where you get down <laughs> on the floor and do break dancing yeah. or something is probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in general, very safe to attend. <laughs> yeah. Dancing in the dark. Yeah, no ACC claims yet. No. So, yeah. I, I actually reckon... With the lights on, mm. people get up to stupider stuff, and that's when the injuries happen. It's when you're like showing off with a chair, and you do some chair, <laughs> some crazy chair stunt dancing action, or trying to do a splits you? or something. But you're always doing that to impress someone else. Mm. So when you're doing it for yourself, you, you actually take care of you. Mm. You don't wrench your neck or do anything silly like that, because you can sort of feel what, what your mm. body wants to do. Mm. We are getting to the end of our show, and so there is. A, I would like to hear about Thomas's song, and I'd also like you guys to tell us about the next opportunity people have to come and try this wild time. You go. Sixth um, of September. It is eight pm at the Vogelmorn Hall. All right. Um, so it's the first Monday of every month we aim for. Um, there's sometimes mm. a little bit of calendar juggling if it falls mm. on a weird. Monday, but um, you can follow our Facebook page to find out the specific date each time. Six but it's only in winter. It's only in winter months, so it's dark enough. Yeah. Yeah. Once the so make the once most the daylight it. savings yeah. kicks in, it just becomes impossible. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. if people need a few weeks to work up the courage, mm-hmm. maybe have a listen to these songs or other playlists that are available on your Facebook yeah. page, and get inspired. Um, and to finish with Thomas, tell us about. Major laser. Major laser. Major laser. Well, it's just high, super high energy music, really. I, I always, I like to mix it up when I'm listening to, you know, I love it when the playlist goes from pop to, to disco to, to some crazy Balkan track or something. But the ones that really get me, the catharsis that I'm seeking, are really high energy. Mm. There's, there's got to be at least one sort of really slamming high energy track mm. that you just lose control and then and then sweat and feel great. All right. This is that song for tonight's show. Thanks for listening, everyone, and enjoy the boogie. Tiger one. Oh.
Bye.